Welcome back to the episode of my podcast, guys. Hope you guys are doing great today. Hope you guys are feeling good. Hope both sides of y'all pillow is cold. Hope y'all sexy son of bitches are doing great today. Whew. So yeah, today's a great day. Outside was withering. It was. It felt so great outside. And yeah, so since we're still in a deathly pandemic, I was think I was I was just curiously on my bed, and then I randomly remember that. Remember back back in like 2014, 2015, like this when I was back home in Jamaica, this crazy virus like just came out of nowhere and it infected like half the Jamaican most of the Jamaican population. And I wanted to talk about it because I was actually infected by it. And it was the time that I had it, it was not fun. It was not fun. So yeah, let's get into it. <laughs> so let me take you back to the year of 20. 2014, 2014, 2018, thereabout. Not 2018, 2014, 2015. No. <sighs> I get my timeline mixed up. It's, it was only 2014. It was August of 2014. And I, I was eight years old at that time. Yeah, I was eight years old. So, the, the oh yeah, the name of the virus is called Chikungunya. Chik, chikungunya. It's called, I, I'm not sure if you guys know what it is. If not, I'm still going to explain it. But so chikungunya is a mosquito-borne viral disease first described during an outbreak in southern Tanzania in 1952. It is an RNA virus that belongs to the alpha virus gen- genius of the family Togaviridae. I'm, I'm terrible with these words. Bear with me. The name chikungunya derives from a word in the Kim Kimakodi language, meaning to become contorted. And describes the stoped appearance of sufferers with joint pain. In Jamaica, it was commonly it was commonly called chikvi. So I remember this vividly, like <laughs> vividly, bro. So it was the summer of 2014. Like most kids were outside having fun, water guns, balloons, stuff like that. Most kids were like out about no school. Everybody was just chill, having a whole vibe. So during this time, give me one second. Let me plug my thing in. Okay. So during this time, so during this time, I remember I was, my mom, she was, she would usually work through this in the summers and there was no school for me. So she would not be at home most of the time. And my sister would not be home most of the time because both of them were working. And at the time, my father, what's that? <laughs> and so, yeah, I was with my mom and my sister and my mom, she finally had a house for herself. So I had to stay with my cousin, my oldest cousin. She was like in her 30s and stuff like that. So my cousin, I had to stay with her and her two kids. And plus my cousin, had to, her mom and her sons. It, it was a whole thing. It was a whole thing. <laughs> so I had to stay with them most for most for the mornings. And in the evenings, I would head home because my mom would be home. So that's, that's the arrangement for me at the time in 2014. Now, I remember the first time they reported chicken gunia in Jamaica. It came on the news. It was a whole thing. It wasn't a pandemic. It was an epidemic. There's a difference. Pandemic is like a, almost like a worldwide thing. And with this, it was just a localized thing. It was just an epidemic that happened in Jamaica. I remember they were telling guys to be, to be cautious. This is being transferred by mosquitoes. Protect yourself. Wear long clothes. Mosquito repellent. Close your doors, put bleach in your tanks. Oh, backstory. 
So most Jamaican household had tanks. Like it would be like little some cylindrical barrels, or it would be like some big boisterous black barrels that you fill water into it. And that's how most mosquitoes were born. They would lay eggs on top of the surface of the water. They would break out, be these are the tiny worms, and eventually they break out their chrysalis or whatever it wants to be called and become a mosquito. So nine out of ten, the Jamaican home had a barrel. Because we normally we most of our most of our water source comes from the Blue Mountains. And most of most of the water that we collect, it comes from the rain that falls in the area. Side rant. This is just a side rant. A quick side. This, this has nothing to do with the whole chickpea thing. When I first come to America, I would have thought Ameri- the sky in America would have like a bunch of stars and stuff like that. But there is no stars. America don't barely has any stars in the sky. It's it's so upsetting. I swear to God. I remember the first night that I came out here. Like I would look in the sky and you would not see a single star. You would see the moon, but you wouldn't see like st- you would see like little dots, but there weren't stars. American skies barely had stars. And in Jamaica, it was like a colossal amount of stars in the sky. It was so pretty at night. So that that took me aback. That took me aback because American skies didn't have no stars at all. And the stars in Jamaica are so pretty because almost all of them are like clustered together. They wouldn't be like slimmed down together, but they'll be together and spaced across the sky. So I was super, super shocked that you you don't see any stars in the sky. New York is so bad. <laughs> you don't see no, no stars in the sky. At least where I'm at right now, I'm in the state of Maryland. You will see one or two stars at night, but it's it's still nothing. In Jamaica, it would be so beautiful at night. You will see so many stars. And where I used to live, you could see the mountain, the blue mountain rage up on the horizon. It was so gorgeous. Not to say America isn't. America has its beauty. I'm not, don't get me wrong. America is a beautiful place. But where I'm at, you don't see no mountains and you don't see no stars. And that's something that I'm pretty much used to. So it was pretty disappointing not seeing no stars on the mountains. <sighs> End of side rants. <laughs> but yeah. So as I was saying, most of most Jamaicans get their water from the Blue Mountain and most Jamaicans get their water from the rain. So we would have tanks outside that collect the rain in, in collect the rain in the tanks and we will close close it up with our covers. But sometimes most Jamaicans forget to cover it up, so mosquitoes inhabit it. And what they tell us on the TV was like to pour a little bit of bleach in it. Because fun fact, you can consume bleach, but not too much. Please, Lord, why did I say this? Do not be going out there drinking bottles of bleach. This is why we have damn signs on them bottles. Do not be drinking no bleach. We put like a little, like not even a, like a teaspoon, a teaspoon of bleach in the water. Because it only sickles on the surface and it kills the mosquito on top. Of it. Don't be out here drinking bleach. Come on now. Most of y'all are grown. <laughs> Please. Anyways. So, yeah. That's a little that's a little siren again. So yeah, let me continue reading. Chikungunya is a viral disease and is transmitted from human to human by the bites of an infected female mosquitoes. Most commonly the mosquitoes involved are I'm not even gonna say this name. Aedes aegypti. Aedes. If y'all wanna know, go to go to chicken go to chicken gunna and came to Jamaica. Data.gov.jm if you want to read the article. So yeah. Two species we can also transmit other mosquito-borne viruses, including dengue. Now, dengue, Lord, I don't know if you guys know about dengue, but dengue is one of the most serious cases, serious, serious cases of a mos- like, transmitted disease that a mosquito can carry. Like, it was such a scare because there's a lot of mosquitoes in Jamaica. Like, there's a shit ton. 
Uh, dengue is very dangerous. If a person catches it, it's not. It doesn't immediately. It doesn't immediately say you're gonna die, but it's a high risk virus that can kill you. So we don't play when it comes to mosquitoes. We do not. And the mosquitoes in Jamaica, they are so damn big. It's like they have the audacity. It's like they want to pull your damn shirt up and bite you or go into your clothes and bite you. They do the most. <sighs> okay. These mosquitoes can be found biting throughout daily hours, though there may be peaks of activity in the early morning and late afternoon. After the bite of an infected mosquito, onset of illness occurs usually between four and eight days, but can range from two to 12 days. So my, when the, when I don't remember, I don't know how I got bit or I don't remember when I got bit, but I know that my, my symptoms lasted around like four to five days. It was awful. It was just awful. So yeah. I'm looking through the chart. In Jamaica, local transmission was identified on, on the 5th of August, 2014. So I was right. So it was the year of 2014. August. It was the summer. So it was the summertime. I was correct. So a total of 5,180 5, cases of chicken gun and fever were not, notified to the National Epidem, Epidemiology Unit of the Ministry of Health since May 2014 and as of at the end of 2015. The largest number of cases was returned report between epidemiology... Oh, I'm sorry, guys. I'm butchering this word. Epidemiology, weeks 37 and 40 of 2014. So, yeah. Chicken gun, it was just awful. It was... <laughs> it was terrible. All right, so let me tell you the clinical symptoms, signs, and treatments. I don't think it's going to ever happen anytime soon in America, but it's always good to know about it. It is characterized by an ab abrupt onset of fever, frequently accompanied by joint pain. Other common symptoms and signs and symptoms include muscle pain, headache, nausea, fatigue, and rash. The joint pain is often very deliberate, but usually lasts for a few days or maybe prolonged to weeks. Most patients recover fully, but in some cases, joint pain may persist for several months or even years. So my, I remember my ass, I got it, and my sister got it. And we had two different symptoms. First, let me explain my sister's symptoms, because Jesus, it was Jesus. So my, my sister, she didn't get the she didn't get the the joint pain. She didn't get the headache. She didn't get the nausea. I got all of that. I got the headache, the nausea, the joint pain. I got severe joint pain. It was so bad. I physically physically couldn't move. And when I move, it hurts so like y'all. I'm not even exaggerating. It hurts so damn bad. It was terrible. My sister, she only got the fever and the rash. And my sister, she's more on the lights, lights, the brown skin sides, bro, that brown skin slash light skin side. So once she got the rash, she had tiny bumps all over her body and she was completely red, completely red. And she had little dots on her face. She, she had it on her face, go straight down to her feet. It was so bad. She looked like a freaking tomato. She was red. She was red, 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 red. And so many bumps were covering over her. At the time, we didn't know what the hell was wrong with her. So we locked her in the room because we weren't sure. She would only come out with like socks over her hands. Like, she had long clothes on. And long clothing in Jamaica is not a good thing because Jamaica is super hot. It gets very damn hot down there. It's crazy. But, yeah, my sister, she was, as I said, she was more on the light skin side. So she was completely red, and she had tiny bumps all over her from her head to her toe. Like, you could physically look at her toe and her feet and under her feet, and the bumps were there. She, was, she wasn't in much pain, 
but she had the fever and she had the the rash. The rash was terrible though, because in other people's cases, the rash only like it only covered like a particular part of the body, say from the like across her chest or on one leg. But my sister, she had it on every single joint on her body. She was covered in it, and she was red. Now I got the shitty end of the stick. I had every single symptom that there was possibly could be given. I had the muscle hate, muscle muscle pain, the headache, the nausea, the fatigue, and I didn't have the oh lie. I didn't have the rash though. I didn't have no rash at all. But the joint pain was severe. It was so bad. And I remember I couldn't move. Like I physically could not move. I would spend days in my room just sleeping because I couldn't. When I move, I cry. Tears just come down my face. I couldn't do anything. I couldn't do anything. I just, I just, I just physically couldn't move. Like, like simple tasks is just like raising your hand, just lifting your hand slightly. It will hurt. Like every single joint in my body hurt. I couldn't bend my fingers. I couldn't do anything. It just, it hurt. It hurt so bad. And yeah, this was the, this was the summer. So I mostly spend time at my, at my, what's her name? <laughs> my, my cousin's house at the time. So her little brother, he also contracted the disease and the both of us were just in pain. We both had the same symptoms together. So it was terrible. And we were sleeping. We were, we, we didn't have no choice. Like we would cry ourselves to sleep because it was just so bad. I've never felt that pain before. And to the, I've never like even growing up now, I've never felt any pain like that before, but that pain was so bad. When I said every joint, Every single joint. Bending your finger was a hassle. You would physically cry. It was terrible. Chicken gunner was not it was not fun. Until they declared an epidemic. So people so we so when they they declared an epidemic, they had to the government had to send out these men. Okay, so let me explain this because this is very complicated. So the government sent out these men with these big trucks and inside the trucks had smoke. But it wasn't any normal smoke. It was called malaria. The smoke inside was called malaria. And the smoke was meant to knock out or kill the kill the um the mosquitoes. And mosquitoes normally they will like they have their nests in bushes and they had the eggs inside water. So us as Jamaicans, we had to do our part to pour pour the teaspoon of bleach into our waters. And the government had to eradicate the eradicate the mosquitoes from out of bushes and stuff like that where they normally nest. So that was their that was their responsibility and we had our own responsibilities. So yeah. So these guys they would come like these big big trucks. They would come, they would get out of the truck and they had these big holes attached to the truck. So they would hold the holes in their hands. <laughs> Bitch, they would hold the holes in their hands and they turn it on and what comes out of the holes was just there was just this white puffy smoke. It smelled terrible, but it is. They said it's used to kill slash knock out the, the mosquitoes, which I find dumb. Why are we trying to knock them out when we should be killing them? So they would come into neighborhoods, and I'm telling you, the smoke was so thick. Like when people, when whenever you hear it, hear it, it makes a specific sound. Hold on, hold on, I'm gonna find it. <laughs> hold on, I'm gonna find it. It makes a specific sound that once anybody hears that sound, they know to either open or close their windows because. Most Jamaicans, they open the window to let the smokings because the mosquitoes might be in their house, which I, I really didn't like. It smelled terrible, and the smoke was so thick. So once it, once it gets into your house, your house is it's like a fog. You can't see anything. And it was ridiculous. Give me one second. Mm-hmm. 
Mm, I'm still here. Check me. Machine. Bruh, you don't have it. If I find it, I'm gonna insert it at the end of this video. But it has a specific sound. Anytime, anytime when anybody hears it, they know they know that it's coming. <laughs> they know that it's coming. So the smoke was so thick. It, I'm telling you, it was thick. It lasts. And once they have the holes in the end, so you imagine a leaf blower. You know those leaf blowers? They have those huge, huge nozzles that blows the leaf. So it was something like that. And what was coming out of it was just was just puffy white smoke, which smells terrible. I hate the smell of it. It always made my head hurt. It, was, it smells so bad. So they would come into your neighborhood. They would turn it on and blast. Like when it, the, the machine, it pushes out the smoke. Like into huge distances, and you see this, and they like wave it around. So once they wave it around, it covers so much area, and it smells so bad. It was terrible. I didn't like it. I hated it because it made my head hurt. <laughs> I didn't like it. So yeah, that was their job. And so yeah, so my symptoms they lasted for like four. I want to say four days, four to five days. It was four to five days of excruciating pain, excruciating pain. Like crying, like you would sit down and I would sit down and physically cry. It was not fun at all. And it was the summer, like you would you expect a child to have fun in the summer instead of experiencing this pain. And then Chick V didn't really have any any cure of any sort. At least to my knowledge. To my knowledge, I'm not sure if had any cure. But what I do know, you can stop the symptoms by taking pills and stuff like that. So in Jamaica, we had a thing called Panadol. Panadol? Oh, I'm saying it too fast. Panadol? Or Panadol. We say, we say Panadol, so basically. It was, this little, it was a tiny pink pill that can take and helps relieve the pain. But for more severe cases like me, it wasn't helping at all. It just it would stop it for, like, say, a good 20 minutes, and then it comes back. It didn't do anything for me. It, just, it was just excruciating. I remember in one of the days, I think it was, like, around the third or fourth day, my cousin, she was like, "Okay, you guys can't sit, just can't just lie down here and just take the and just and just sleep. You gotta, guys." She says, she was like, "You guys have to move around." I'm just like, "I'm just like, bitch, do you see me? I tell you, I if me if I lift my neck, it hurts. If I lift my hand, it hurts. I can't do anything." And she, the bitch, I love her. She, the bitch grabbed me, and when she when she touched me, I was in so much pain. She she had she she picked me up and she put me on my legs. I was in pain. And she was like, "You guys have to walk. You guys have to walk." Oh my god! I'm sorry for that word cut. There, there was like some noise above me, so I had to cut out for a bit. But yeah, like I was saying, like I was in pain, bro. Like how you gonna just touch me like that? And touching me was very painful because it was just it was just very very painful. <laughs> Lloyd, and then after that, she like forced me and her brother to walk. So the way she used, where she lived, was like this huge, a huge. I'm not gonna really remember in my last podcast when I talk about everyone had their own community. This wasn't her community per se, but she had to pay. She was paying rent, so she had to live there. And her house was on the back, and you had to walk from the back of her house to walk straight down to the gate to get out to go to the main road and and go about your business basically 
So it was a very long walk. It was like us at the time. It was a very long walk because I was in pain. And she was instructing me and her brother to walk back and forth, back and forth until until she's ready for us to stop. So I was eight. I didn't have no choice. I have to do what that lady say. And every step I took was pain. Like I was in so much pain. I was just, I had to, we, the both of us were walking and crying, bro. Walking and crying, walking and crying, walking and crying. It was so painful. Every bit of me hurt. And she had us walking back and forth. It was like, since it was like a solid, a 10 minute walk to walk from her place to go back down to the gate, from the gate, go back to her house, from the house, go back to, it was ridiculous. And we were in so much pain. After like after like say around like ten minutes, not ten minutes, say like around the tenth time now, we got we kind of got used to it, but we were still in pain. We stopped crying, but we were still walking. Like her, our bodies were like getting used to the pain, so we we're like, oh shit, this probably is working. But it was still it still hurt, but we weren't crying anymore. It wasn't that it was bearable. The pain was bearable, so we had to walk back and forth, back and forth. And then she told us to stop, and she gave us orange juice to drink because you know when you're sick, you had to drink like a bunch of liquid. And orange juice is like a huge, a huge source of vitamin. Bitch, I don't remember. It has a huge source of it has good vitamins in it. And you, we had to drink the, we had to drink orange juice and drink water. After a bit, uh, we we after a bit after that, that was the first day. The second day, now it was much more bearable. We were able to walk back and forth, but we're still we're still in pain. But it wasn't as excruciating as it was. Like we could move our joints and stuff like that. The pain, it hurt still, but the pain was just there. What the hell? That doesn't make no sense. <laughs> the pain was there while we were walking, but we we were we eventually got used to the pain, and we we're just walking back and forth, walking back and forth until we got used to it. Until we got used to it, but it still hurt. Like it didn't hurt as like I said, it didn't hurt as bad as it was when it started. But we were able to walk back and forth freely, but we we're still walking slow because it was still painful to walk. Eventually, it eventually goes away. My sister, she was a, my sister. She was the first one in the household to get it. My mom didn't get it, and my just my mom. It was me, and my mom, me, and my mom, my sister at the time. So my mom didn't get it. My sister and me, we were the, we were the only two who got it. Funny, because it was like the three of us live in the house. You would think that the three of us would have gotten it, but my mom, she was she was fine. She she get she went to work. She come back to work and everything. So she was fine. We took her medicine and everything. After that, we were we were fine. But chicken gunyam was terrible. It was so bad, man. The pain was just so bad. And it was so funny seeing my sister's red. Like, I'm telling you guys, she looked like a tomato. And that was that was no exaggeration. She was completely red. She was completely red and covered in bumps from head to toe. She, it was at the bottom of her feet, in between her fingers, on her armpit, everywhere. She was just red and, and rashes everywhere. And the rashes itched her like crazy, so... So she was she was she was dealing with her whole set of demons. I was dealing with mine, but I had the shittiest part because I had every symptom that the chicken gun came with. But yeah, overall it was it was an experience. Not gonna lie, it was an experience. And at the end of it, I think it ended like it ended in twenty it ended in twenty fourteen because it didn't go over into twenty fifteen. The cases dropped, everything got back to normal. And then came the Chicken Gunya song. I'm going to play it at the end of this podcast. So a Jamaican, a kid, by the way, he was a Jamaican kid. And he created a song called the, the Chicken Gunya song. And he, it it, it basically catapulted this man to stardom because he, he got deals and shit. The song is catchy though, not going to lie. But overall, that was my experience.
chikungunya is not as serious as the virus that we are dealing with right now, but it it was hell. <laughs> it was hell to deal with. But yeah, and on the top of the a topic of this virus, I hope y'all are being safe. Wear your mask. Wash your hands when you get home. Use the hand sanitizer. Don't be fooled by the government. Wear your mask, y'all. All them shits don't really work, but well, there ain't much we gotta do now. So wear your mask, social distance if you can. Recently, I think it was either Lyft or Uber was like, like you don't have to wear your mask in in the Uber in the Ubers or Lyft. I don't remember which one anymore. I'm just like, um, I'm still gonna wear them bitch them bitches because these drivers are disgusting. One time I went into our Uber, Uber or Lyft, one of them. I remember one time I went into an Uber. And the driver was just coughing. He was just coughing, coughing, coughing. I was like, uh-uh. I had my mask on and everything. He just kept coughing like every time he he, he just coughed. I'm just like, sir, are you okay? And I had to wind my window down because I'm just like, no. I don't know what, I don't care what you have. You're not going to be coughing like that. I don't know. I don't know if it's the COVID. I don't know if it's a flu. Either way, I'm a, my body ain't going ain't gonna to contract that because I got people at home. I got kids at home and I got a grandma at home. I can't be contracting no viruses to take home. So wear your mask and social distance, protect yourself, protect your family. And yeah, that's all I got for today. Hope y'all doing great. <sighs> it's 7.30 right now, so I hope y'all feeling great. Hope y'all had y'all dinner. I hope y'all feeling good. But I manifest that both sides of y'all pillow is cold. Have a nice sleep. Whatever, whatever time y'all go to bed. And yeah, that's it for me. Peace out. Thank you guys for listening to my podcast. I really appreciate the love. The viewership, the listen, y'all don't have to listen, but y'all do, and I appreciate you. I love y'all, and I'm sending love to y'all. I love y'all. So, yeah, thank you guys. Anyways, have a good day. Blessings. Bye.